1: What's going on, everybody? Patrick Berry here, and we are back again for another Microsoft edition of Flame On. I'm being joined today by Eric. Hello. And quite possibly the person you will hear the most throughout this entire episode, BJ is here with us as well. She's
0: Beauty and she's Grace, and she'll probably eat your face. And he's Ken.
2: (laughs) Hi, Ken. <laughs> I can. <laughs> so I can't. I, to I can't wait off to talk right about, now.
0: I can't wait to talk about that movie on here. I cannot wait. Dear God,
1: it, it just—it's anyway. This—that's not what we're here to talk about. Let's not. We're there's not so many like each other off. <laughs> we're not here to beach off each other.
0: You want to beach off right now? I'll beach off right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, Jesus Christ. The number, like, literally, we probably could do a mic just on the trailers and uh, things that have come out in the last week. From Secret Invasion to Blue Beetle to Barbie. Like, there's just so much stuff coming up in the next, like, I don't even know how many months that is just going to be. We're going to have to do some, like mega mega roundups cuz i don't like with all this stuff coming out we're just not going to be able to do one topic each like we're going to have to we're going to have to dive in so that way it's not like this topic where it's 17 months later and we're finally getting around <laughs> to
0: talking about it i just like how the person we were kind of waiting to see in the movie was like was like oh yeah i'm not here i'm not going to be able to make it and i was like son of a bitch i have i've have been sitting on a fucking folder of like Like, uh, because I've been sitting on a folder of just things I want to say about this movie and just how it affects the overall MCU and everything. And I've been a crazy person just adding to it every month, just being like, oh, yeah, that's a link. Oh, yeah, like that. And so now I'm just that one crazy dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with his hands on the wall like, it's aliens. It's always been aliens, like a weirdo. So, no, I am. (laughs) The longer we wait, the worse it was going to be.
1: Oh, Lord. Well, if the title of this episode, like if you just happen to stumble upon listening to this episode and didn't click on it, so you didn't see the title beforehand, because that'll happen. I know that's that happens when I listen uh, in my car to Stitcher on the new episodes. It happened. Uh, I was listening to what did I listen to. I think it was a race chaser episode. And then we were next in the like the, the new episodes list. And I was like, oh, my God, it's our theme music. Why am I listening to us? I don't listen to us. I have enough time listening to us (laughs) when we record and then when I edit it. Okay, I don't need a third time
2: around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's why the editing has gone down to not as much as it used to be. (laughs) Because I can only take listening to myself for so long before I go crazy. So thank you to everybody that puts up with listening to me out there. Because I appreciate you the most. But we're here. To finally head back to the kingdom, the nation, the paradise that is Wakanda with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. If you need a bit of a recap on what that is, it is a 2022 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics featuring the character Shuri slash, in this case, spoiler alert, Black Panther. It's produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It is a sequel to Black Panther from 2018. And it is the 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Directed by Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole. The film stars Letitia Wright as Shuri, alongside Lupita Nyong'o, Danny... G- oh, I'm going to fuck up everybody's names and I'm going to be so bad at <laughs> myself. Is it Danny or I Gu-
0: who, who did they Gori- play?
1: Oh, God. Now you're trying to make... Listen, I just have names here. This didn't... Danny
0: Sapan... Sapana? No. Oh, no. Deneye
1: Gurira. Gurira. Akoye.
0: Oh. Yeah. I. It's Gurira. That one is difficult even for me.
1: Okay, see, we're all fucking it up, so I don't think that's
0: bad anymore. And that'll be, and that'll be the one celebrity from this entire thing that we, we all three of us will run into one day, and she'll be like, y'all are the ones. Y'all are the ones. And she's going to look at me the most being like, you, sh- you, you should have set them straight. You should have set them straight. This is on you. Here
1: you go. Uh, Winston Duke, Florence Kaz- Kazumba, Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, Mabel Kadena, Tanakh Martin Freeman, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Angela Bassett doing the thing. In the film, the leaders of Wakanda fight to protect their nation in the wake of King T'Challa's death. All right. So if you've listened to our uh, reviews before, mostly in the Microsoft form, we usually will do kind of a round of... What do we like? We'll do a round of things that maybe uh, didn't impress us as much or maybe some uh, things we would have done to improve the film. Uh, and then speculation on where this heads to from here. I think we should kind of maybe flip it around a little bit or flip up the switch up the format a little bit, I'll say, uh, because I know BJ has so much that he wants to talk about with this. It's been a, a quite a while since I've seen the film. So a lot of it's really just like kind of the the things that have imprinted the most on me. But what I want to do is kind of throw the ball into BJ's court and have him uh, kind of guide us through thoughts and feelings. And Eric and I will uh, chime in, pitch in our, our commentary and uh, yeah, just have a, a kind of a free flowing discussion about
0: Black Panther Wakanda forever and uh, go from there. So, BJ, take it away. So, let me set up my PowerPoint presentation and mm. my dissertation and get my thesis ready. Um, Can you turn on movie? the overhead
1: projector, please. Let's get the uh, <laughs> let's get the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't remember what the the the, the translucent uh, pages were called. I know they had a name.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, but also let me go into the bathroom and look in the mirror at my memento tattoos that I made of this movie as well, um, because this movie did the absolute fucking most. Like, I'm not even a lot. Like, I was, I I was nervous going into it because I was like, it's, it, it was a weird. It, like, I understand the choice not to recast Chaswick Boseman. Like, I completely understand it. If if black superhero movies hadn't been so rare and so rare and successful as the as black panther was and the fact that like you know he did the damn thing had it not been that i feel like they would have easily recast we have recasted him and just blamed it on the blip or something um however not even said
1: anything because i mean roadie Mm-hmm. Rody went from Yeah, Rhodey was two different people over the course of two movies, essentially back-to-back.
0: Oh, same for Bruce Banner. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. So so it was one of those things where I, I think just because of the culture and everything, and especially the way the movie industry is with um, movies primarily made of people of color and everything, it's one of those things where they they had to honor him in a way in in-universe – Uh, Outside of just like having a like vigil. Um, But holy fucking shit, did they come out swinging in this movie? Because I don't think we've had a Marvel movie. I think WandaVision, the last, the next to last episode of WandaVision made me weep. But this one made me weep, and then it was like, "Oh, are you good? Are you sad? Are you be- are you feeling better now?" And then it just kicked me in the nuts afterwards, um, <laughs> in a good way, <laughs> because that opening scene where you get to see like how like the thing I love about the Black Panther mythos within the MCU is that they do a really good job of building up Wakanda and having showing kind of world views within Wakanda and how it affects the outside world. Um they did a really good they did once they knocked it out of the park again with kind of the universe building and it's it's a, it was a tight ensemble. Like it was a it was a large cast, but the story itself felt so contained. It felt sm- almost small. Honestly, had they not had any of the um, contessa and any of any of the parts that took place in the US, this would have felt like a very self-contained movie. And I was worried about them adding in those, those uh, like universe building parts because I thought they would feel kind of disjointed, but uh no, uh, I actually, I actually found myself enjoying it. Um, But yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of go with the, the same format because I, as much as I want to jump right into my, wild conjecture phase because I'm a crazy person right now. Um, but no, I absolutely love the heart uh, heart and feel of this movie. Because at the at the end of the day, this movie was 100% about Shuri. It touched on all of the big characters in Wakanda. Um, like Ramonda, it touched, oh, especially Okoye. Um, it touched on a lot of them. But I got to say, Shuri, she went through it. And in the comics, she goes through it. So this was a this was a perfect opportunity to kind of catapult her character forward and I actually loved that they didn't shy away from the fact that she's like I'm going to kill this bitch. Like she's like absolutely because that part I was in when I was in the theater cuz this was a theater experience. When I was in the theater sure. um the the part where she goes to the ancestral lands, not even to get power. And I love that. She did not want to want to go to the ancestral lands to get power. She wanted to go see her family. And my thing is that is that is such a touch on grief and when you lose that many people that quickly of how you just kind of romanticize seeing them again any, in any way any way, shape or form. So, and then she did see her family. She saw Eric and that was, this girl next to me goes, oh, fucking no, he did not show up in the ancestral plane. This woman next to me is like, this son of a bitch, she's got to (laughs) see this bitch. But then the whole thing where he's like, we're the same. You and I are alike. And that like, and you can see it in her Black Panther suit. She's got the gold accents. All of nothing yeah. but gold. She's all of her accents are gold, and I was like, so I, I loved that her whole journey, her entire journey through the entire entire movie, and then like the whole thing where she goes to Tel Telecon and she's like, these people are going through the same thing we went through before T'Challa outed us. So it, it's it's a really good uh, between her and Namor. Like, because Namor is one hundred percent ready to just murder. She was on the cusp, and she finally made a decision. She made the better decision. Question mark. Um, but what did you guys? What did you guys think of like your your favorite parts of the movie? Because I, I pretty much almost loved everything.
2: Um, everything with Angela Bassett. Ugh. was just did the damn thing. Chewed up
1: every bit of that Chef. scene. Oh, oh. Yes. Chewed it oh, uh, up. She... Left no crumbs. Like the children out there say. She ate.
2: <laughs> she did. Um let's see. Um I liked the design of Namor's Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the backstory they gave us for him. Um I almost didn't need any of the U.S. stuff. I understand that they wanted to introduce Riri. um, So they kind of had to go there. And the U.S., of course, had to be the bad guy to kick off the whole. um, Conflict between. (laughs) uh,
0: They're a fucking problem. And like, oh, absolutely. They were a fucking problem from the beginning of this movie.
2: What the U.S. is the villain? Are we? Are we the drama? <laughs> I don't think I am the drama. Stealing
0: technology from college students—that's—that's that's completely fine. Watching all the vibramium for us—we we need it. We're we're so poor. We
2: need it. We we absolutely need it. Uh, I mean, even though I am happy to get Cassandra in the movies as well as in just the TV shows, uh, but I. I it kind of bloated the movie a, a little bit in parts. I like how we got... like
0: the My thing is she was kind of... The thing I like about her in this, this movie and us getting to spend more time with her, he, I never really viewed... I didn't really have a scope of how much of a problem she is until she was like, oh, yeah, we hacked the beads. And I'm like, what do you mean you hacked the... America, America hacked the fucking uh, beads. I was that like I was like America.
1: Explain. Oh no! I was like
0: I was like oh oh no no they they can't be privy to that technology. This is bad. So that was that was a nice surprise that we actually got. We because you don't really all you know is she's sneaky and. Like, well, like, especially with the end of Black Widow and going into Hawkeye, you're like, this bitch put a hit hit out on an Avenger, and, de- and like, no fucking qualms about it. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think she, he, he, I'm pretty sure he killed your sister. Like, you should, you should go kill him. Like, she has no problem at all. So I'm like, she's, I, I like that. I like the fact that 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 made kind of the American scenes worth it to me a little bit.
1: And she's just phenomenal. Period. Ju- Julie yeah. Louis Dreyfus. Yeah as Val is just, yeah, I, no matter what she's been in so far, it's been a highlight for me, you know? And yeah, I, I can see where you guys are coming from, where it, it, it borders on a little bit of bloat. There is, I'm not going to get into the part where I think was a little bit more bloat per se just yet. Cause we're, we're still in the, 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 the fun stuff. Um, but absolutely fun was that opening scene, the uh, the funeral procession or the celebration procession mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through the streets of of Wakanda. And by fun, I mean absolutely heart wrenching. But not just that, because yes, that was that tugged on all the heartstrings. That put it uh, put you into such a headspace. But then to go into the silent purple memorial marvel logo Mm -hmm. that featured chadwick boseman's like greatest moments as t'challa in the mcu they said bitch if you don't cry right now you have absolutely no soul because I'm pretty sure BJ cried and we've oh, no, always I... questioned whether or not there was
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do, my, my soul that I keep in this little pocket dimension inside the ether that I don't ever let come out. I can hear it screaming at all times, but it doesn't affect me. Um, Like I let it out. I was like, you need to see this. You need to see this. And it was, I honestly, I, it was funny because I was sitting in the theater and I was getting ready. And I was like, and I was like, why do I feel like right before that one scene in WandaVision where Vision's like uh, grief is love persevering? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, here it comes. I'm like, I'm like, not even. And it was funny because the the I love the way they depict. It's actually like New Orleans. Um, where they have like the funeral procession and they're playing music and it and you go to a wake and and like all the wakes I've been to at least like with friends of the family and everything they're like parties like you're celebrating this person and it was like everybody in Wakanda was celebrating the T'Challa and they're 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 going to live their lives for him and have fun but the one person throughout that entire scene was Shuri just stony not celebrating and then when she had to do it again it just deepened it like everybody's doing the and i'm like the amount of strength you have to have to set like to be able to celebrate two funerals in under a month like i just it was but just the well, fact
1: that i mean it, i'm not going to discount the the time frame but it's a year oh is it a year yes because uh, that's, that's right, part that's of right. the the pro- um Ramonda takes her to the beach, and it's like it's a year from that, so almost exactly a year after having to say goodbye to her brother. She she has to do it again for her mother, and she's got
0: to do it for her mother. And she still didn't burn her brother's funeral. That, yeah, she
1: basically put them back on and had to go through all of that again, which made that piece at the end really kind of just hit even harder because oh, I was been dying. so much grief. Yeah. I and that's one thing. Dying. Phase four, you know, there's a couple of different kind of themes that have gone through everything, but grief has mm-hmm. been a huge factor in, in what we've been seeing. Um, obviously, WandaVision, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but dealing with and processing grief and that was kind of the joke i i know we've said it and i know i saw it online but it's like you know wouldn't it be kind of wonky if grief was really the villain of wandavision and not mephisto and it's like oh oh it is no it actually is <laughs> they, they they went that way with it but then we saw it run through so many different things and then kind of uh i don't want to say religion but religion spirituality um, the afterlife, like all of those pieces, started to then become a a a part of what we're getting as well. Because then you have Moon Knight and um, oh, it's you it's know been, the it's, the duo.
0: Yeah, you've it's been pre- like the Moon Knight. The Moon Knight, one hundred percent, just was like, here's your fucking card. But like, no way home. Peter lost everything. He lost mm-hmm. his history. Um you, Loki. Loki sitting in that room, getting to watch his entire life. He he literally got to see what his life would have been. And he even got to see his brother's forgiveness. And then he's like the variant that he is. He can't be a part of that anymore. So like, that's yeah. one of the things they approached in one of the episodes of Loki, even Dr. Strange. They hammered us over the head with it, but you had America like, her, her inability to use her powers stemmed from the fact that her she lost her moms. She doesn't know where they are. She doesn't know if they're dead or alive, and they're just gone. And then you've got Doctor Strange with the fact that he gets to not really mourn, but he gets the idea that he did lose out on a relationship with with What's-Her-Name. So it's like it, there's even uh, – um the ant-man quantum mania there's this prevalence thing in the trailer where they're talking about he lost time with cat with cassie Uh,
2: in that movie it's both focused on his lost time and also uh janet's lost time with hope exactly so so there there's been this there's been
0: this layer of loss there's been such a layer of loss and grief processing in the mcu right now which i love as a story like as as a like a writing focal point it's a great motivation um like Thor, Thor Love and thunder even though that thing was just all types of off the rails him missing out on the relationship with janet um and then you've got uh, gore gore dealing with his daughter's death in the most toxic way he can think of which i don't blame him for i'm like me murder them um so it it makes it it's also a religious
1: thing uh-huh. it's that yep. it there is that combination because it's like oh we've prayed to we have worshiped you we have given to to you for you and then you just kind of mock us and and you know yeah, I exactly. still I still stand by enjoying Love and Thunder. I know a lot of people don't <laughs> like the movie. Oh no, it
0: was fun as hell, and I would I honestly I'd, I've I've been wanting. That's probably when I'm on my rewatch list. Uh, once I'm on my fourth deployment in Puerto Rico, and I'm I've done all the things, and I'm going to be sitting in my hotel room, being like, what do I want to watch just to feel good? Um, but no, that and then that takes actually. Now that you mentioned the religious thing, that takes us all the way into Telecon with Namor and this whole he loves his people and that is the only real expression of love he is capable of like he it's like they revere him as a god and that removes you because that and that's a story beat, beat that DC does well is that whole thing where superman believes he has to live with people he has to, because the thing is, he's revered by some people. He's got the power of a god. When you're viewed as a god, there's a chunk of you that's removed. And whereas Shuri has existed with her people and been with her people, and the tragedy took her out of like their traditions and a lot of the things. She, like, she threw herself into science. Namor, his people pretty much raised him up to the point to where he is... I don't want to say he's emotionally removed, but at the same time, I, there's there's an app there's like a there's the, it's like him and Shuri are two sides of the same coin. But the fact that his people revere him as a god, I don't know. There's there's something off about Namor, and I I, I know there's a better way of saying it, but like he it's an emotional
1: he, detachment.
0: Yeah, he can he can go from like stroking his people's faces and telling him he loves them more to literally looking at Ramona and me like, I'm going to murder you and everyone you love. Like it's, it's love, but it's also like a weird twisted version of it. Like I'm willing to do horrible things to keep these people safe. And I don't give a fuck. Like, and I appreciate that about the character because that's the thing is no more in the comics comes off as kind of very cocky. He's powerful, and he's been raised as a God. So naturally it comes off cocky, but this version of him comes off as like, like, yes, I'm a God and I will love all of you. And I will murder every man, woman, and child outside of this place for you. And you're like, like, I like you. And I understand, I understand how you're the way you are, but it still makes me feel very afraid of you. (laughs) So the fact that he backed down, When um, Shuri kind of told him, like, we will protect your oceans, we will hide your kingdom. Like, let's stop this nonsense. And
1: when she spared his life and it mm -hmm. it showed the compassion, which I still feel was very quick. But um, yeah, when, when she showed compassion, it showed him that she was worthy of his trust. So he then called and you know, called his people to step down from or, or to back down from from the fight that they would have won. You know, they may mm-hmm. have at the end had Shuri taken him out. They may have lost their their god, but they would have won the the war at yeah. that point because mm-hmm. the Wakandans were not in a good place at that point.
0: No. No, and and it's it, it, and that is definitely uh, I I loved no more like he like, again, chewing every scene like I mean, it didn't hurt that they actually made him excessively attractive. And I, I needed that. I need them to take it easy, because if I go into one more Black Panther anything and there's that many hot people on screen, I'm gonna just die. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just melt in the chair
2: and just be like, well, this is the end. My heart can't take it. Um, well, I mean, anytime Winston Duke's on screen, it's very hard for me to concentrate on anything right? else that's going on. Right? Oh, so I was going to say, how do you how do you guys feel
0: about M'Baku in this movie? Because the, the last movie, he felt like kind of anti-hero. I love that scene with him and Shuri in the woods. And, I was
1: going to say, yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. It's very much a... Um, I, one of the things that I loved about this was... In essence, the supporting cast, Mm -hmm. which in a lot of ways, I felt I felt that the supporting cast weren't necessarily supporting. They were as much a part of the story as the main focal figures of Namor and um, and Shuri in in Shuri, the the big brotherness, that role that he took over for with T'Challa not being there. And kind of being that person to not scold or tell Shuri how to feel. Mm-hmm. But to be there to gently nudge her to make those decisions. To find the answers herself. Because we've all been there. We've all gone through grief. We've all dealt with emotional pieces where it's it's very much like when you're told when you're crying and somebody tells you stop crying or like if you're a child and somebody yells at you stop crying you know you shouldn't be crying what does that make you do like you just kind of go in the complete opposite direction you cry harder so to have somebody there that was so supportive of her and just kind of being that sounding board and that that gentle guide i thought was amazing i think they did a a great a great job with uh, with Mbaku in in this film for sure.
0: So okay, so I mean, I wow, we are very eloquent tonight. I'm I'm just enjoying. We're very. eloquent <laughs> We're on we our are, game today. We are some eloquent oh. bitches.
1: And I'll say this just to, to keep on the the supporting cast role, um, Okoye and uh, Nakia were two of my favorite pieces of this film. And I am. There's a little part of me that really kind of wished that Nakia had taken over as the head of the kingdom. Like, I don't know how they would have really kind of said it or made it happen, but there is such a piece of it. And I, I understand, obviously. Spoiler alert! In the again in the middle of the movie, but <laughs> we have a a tiny prince T'Challa now because. Nakia was pregnant before the blip, and then through all of this, so she left the 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 country. She she went to kind of start a life away from everybody, and T'Challa knew, and and you know everybody knew except Shuri. Uh, they really kept that secret from her, and I, I, there was just something about her her presence, and like these are all just some badass women, and and it just. God damn, they all just did such an amazing job in this film. Like Yeah, unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Hold
2: up.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
2: Yeah, the acting for all of them was amazing. And I liked that they gave each cast member... They didn't rely on one person to take over for chadwick they really wanted to spread it out so everybody could kind of fill in his space in a way to let for like the actors themselves to act and work through their grief that way but also just to be there to help lift up the movie but there were a lot of ideas introduced into this movie and they did a lot of Wakandan world building. Mm -hmm. A lot of ideas came out. Like the whole midnight angel stuff was like, I mean, Oh my goodness. You're throwing everything at me all at once because that on top of Riri, on top of Everything, everywhere, like it was, it was, it was a lot all at once. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> well, like, and then,
0: like, and and I was gonna say, uh, what is real quickly what what was the weakest points um, for you guys? Because for me, I honestly had reservations on the fact that it went from a series to a movie. I liked that I got the movie, and the movie ended up being way better than I what I was kind of expecting. Uh, but I was kind of enjoying the idea because i think with the series the original plan was the series before chadwick boseman died the series was supposed to be on everybody else and the movie was supposed to be about chadwick and if what's funny is the original plot was the exact same plot except it was chadwick it was it was t'challa trying to step back into being a ruler that now that his kingdom has existed for five years without him and then you have Namor show up and and there was supposed to be a lot of flashbacks of him thinking about killmonger and how killmonger would have reacted to these sort of situations because let's be clear again he was correct they are like the, the world is coming for wakanda the u.s has made it very obvious they would like with Ramona's speech at the UN. She's like, they're coming for you. They're coming for all your stuff. They're America's going to America. The rest of the world is going to do what they couldn't do to you before and colonize you. And that was originally going to be more of the focal point if Chadwick Boseman hadn't passed away. But I like how they just kind of took that part out directly and kind of moved it more into a grief sort of storyline about all the other characters so i i was i had reservations on it being a movie because it can't it it, this one is stuffed to maximum and only going over a little bit i feel like if it had been a series they could have stuffed it as much as they wanted and not kind of gone over but uh, like i said i think they were as efficient as they possibly could have been with what they wanted to put
2: into the movie Honestly, that's the first I'm hearing about that. There was a planned series for not yeah. same everything. No, there was there was,
0: it was originally announced as a series. And then it got tabled because they were because the right now they're stepping back from doing a lot more series. They're only going to be, mm-hmm. I think, like three next year. Um, And they because I think Armor Wars was also supposed to be a, a series, too. And I think that one also got put up as a movie.
1: Um, Wait, so which series are you talking about? Are you talking about Ironheart?
0: No. So, so yeah, yeah. So Ironheart, Ironheart was supposed to be a series and then they were going to do a, a Wakanda forever series and they were going to do a Black Panther too,
2: but they got, I never but, knew about the Wakanda forever series.
0: Yeah, they were yeah, going, they yeah. were, they were talking about doing a Wakanda forever series and. And a iron, I know they were supposed to do an Ironheart series, a Wakanda Forever series was on the table, and then when Chadwick McBoseman died, all of those plans got switched around and moved around. Um, so I was like, because I was very excited for like not just one moment of blackness, but like blackness across the ages, like just spread spread all that shit out everywhere. Um, but I, like I said, I think they did. They didn't pull a Rise of the Skywalker. And scrap the entire movie. I think they learned their lesson with that. Because that was not the movie they were originally supposed to do for Star Wars. It's called Duel of Fates. You can look it up on Reddit. If anybody listening is curious about it. It is amazing. And I am... I weep forever that that's not the final Star Wars movie we got from that trilogy. It would have been amazing. Um, But yeah, no. I was hoping they would do kind of spread out a lot of the Wakanda stuff a little bit more. But... Uh, like I said, uh, with Chaz Chazwick Bosman dying, plans had to get scrapped. Things had to get moved around. Schedules had to change. So um, that my, that was really my only down part. Is I just again my only down part is I wanted more. I always want more. I'm greedy. Okay. Um, but w- were there any parts that you guys were kind of like meh?
1: I hate to say this, <laughs> but I did not. I I felt like Riri's inclusion in this film served no purpose i liked riri i thought that there were parts of the film that were great that like the um the fight on the bridge oh yeah that i mean it didn't necessarily include riri but it was because of them going to get riri is why it happened um so the but in this ties back into what you guys were talking about earlier with the u.s stuff kind of bloating and this is where i was i didn't want to get into that yet um but i feel like it didn't it it wasn't necessary yes it advances the plot for certain things it introduces us to riri there that way when we get to Ironheart, the television show we don't have to do an origin necessarily we can do some flashbacks we can we can skip out on a little bit of the the character building because we've done it now We've introduced her. We know some things about her already. I just don't know if it was needed. You know, there were so many great things that were going on that if you had cut that part out of it, you could have probably still restitched it without those pieces to still be a great movie. I'm not mad about it because, like I said, I think uh, I think Dominique Thorne um mm-hmm. It oh, she did great. a great job. I thought that the scene in the the, the like in her dorm room, like which uh <laughs> like all of the the interactions with Okoye and Shuri and like, I thought those were all fantastic. But it it's to me it felt like it was something that wasn't hundred percent necessary in this film with so much else going on.
2: But uh um, I agree with that. Agree. Yeah, like 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 everything the actors did on screen was good. The acting was amazing. I just didn't necessarily need all the story beats that happened. Um Yeah. 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 So now so yes. So here
0: we go. I'm I am I'm to this point that I have been waiting for for months. So I agree with I agree with absolutely agree with both of you. And ninety percent of the time, when that happens in a Marvel movie, and they're just kind of like, we have to put this in, this stuff in for the other projects. It, this it felt disjointed because of that. However, I will say the one difference, and here's where here's where I, here's where I go off the rails. This this movie made me excited for all of their spy stuff. All of their, all of like, cause they, cause they've got the two main storylines. They've got the multiverse stuff going on and then they've got kind of the spy stuff that was picked up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we got to look at the players now and the United States, we've got Val, we've got clearly she's putting together a team. She's trying to get Avengers assassinated. She is stealing technology or she's rather she's buying technology off university professors. Uh, Because Riri's scanner was a school project that she did. And somehow it ended up in the hands of the government. And then on top of that, now we're going... Now now I have to pull on another thread that I've been... That ticked a box a long time ago. Miss Marvel. Uh, Kamala's best friend got picked up by MIT on his scanning technology. So specifically... His biological scanning stuff and his software engineering, because remember he made that home version of like an an Amazon Alexa. Um, so you've got you now. We've established that the government will take technology from wherever they can get it, and unbeknownst to all of everybody in the government, which I don't think it's unbeknownst, but we've got the power brokers skulking about in there. So these are the these are the people you've got i know i know ross um um is wa- worming around in there somewhere too for the thunderbolts team you've got zemo that is now at the raft ready to be picked up by whoever wants to use him for things so you've got all of those players and then on that you've got a new captain america a new falcons coming you've got us agent you've got all of these players in the mix and it's a powder keg like it's 100% there is like I'm excited for Captain America New World Order this this movie got me beyond excited for Captain America New World Order because I feel I think that's the movie where all of this is going to come to head and then we've got secret wars so now we got to figure out who's a fucking scroll. <laughs> On top of all this. So I I will say. Secret invasion before that. uh, Secret invasion. That's it. Sorry. That's what I meant. So we got secret invasion. So some of these people could be scrolls. So the uh, whoever they say, what Ross, who they saved from going to prison, he could be a scroll, and in fucking Wakanda. So we, everybody's about to have problems. And I'm very, this movie kind of set things up in a way that I actually didn't mind the bloat for the first time for the very first time in a Marvel movie where I obviously see this chunk that they could have just not had. I was like, I appreciate that chunk. I like it. I appreciate it. I'm a just, uh, uh well, you know, and like I said, not a bad complaint to have, but, um, but yeah, no, as uh, America's about to be a massive problem, but this proj this movie got me excited for so many more projects than like, Um, All the multiverse stuff. Like, I'm more excited now for New World Order and everything that's about to happen there. And sure, and
1: the big thing with that, to your point, is it wasn't a scene that they added in. It wasn't Thor taking a bath with Eric Selvig um, to have a dream about uh, space rocks. Like that was (laughs) that was shot afterwards. That was like we're gonna add this in because we need to tell a story later down the line this was woven through and there was like it played into into the overall story for sure so it did a better job this film did a better job bringing in something that was going to that's feeding into the larger universe it wasn't a post-credit scene it wasn't this one piece they went through and it, it tied into so many parts of it Mm-hmm. um you know ross and val's relationship the um you know everything at mit in the, the other part and this is going to sound really weird but i kind of am, i'm a little sad that they aged up riri part of what makes riri so unique in the comics is that she is younger she's like 14 in the comics yeah um again it sounds weird not mentioned that way <laughs> at all um but to make her like a 19-year-old, it, it changes up the dynamic a little bit. I know that they're kind of aging everybody into a better, more uh, more in line age range as you start kind of building the Young Avengers. Mm. Uh, because we know that's what's coming. We know that they're, they're – whether it's in the next couple of years, whether it's in the next five to ten years, you have stature, you have – um, Iron America, Heart,
0: Ironheart, Ironheart, they introduced a kid version of Loki skulking about somewhere. Yeah. They've got, they, exactly. I mean, honestly, the only one they don't wicked have and speed. is they've introduced wicked and speed. The only one they don't have, I think is prodigy and, um, uh, whatever, whoever the new captain Mar. there's a captain Marvel, a, Mar- a younger, um, he just takes over the moniker, but he's a Cree. um,
1: even and- even if you go earlier than that, like we don't have Iron Lad, but yeah. Iron Lad is a Kang variant. Yes. So like there there's all these things that are that are kind of in this overall grand scheme of it. Um, so they did a great job. It it did not make the film bad. It by no. any stretch of the imagination. But if I were to say this part worked the least for me, if you were to re- were to remove that. I still think it would seal up into a great story of grief of, um, trying to defend your people do right by your people in, in the same way. Like you, you said it before, Shuri and Namor are not, they're, they're not different. They're two sides of the same coin. They want the same thing at the end of the day. Um, and and it's so hard for me to say Namor instead of Namor, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and that's not even those are the people that that um, that are his enemies call him Namor. Um, I can't what it what because I know that they they refer to him as uh, Kuku Clan because that's the 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 god name. But I, I want to say that there's actually also another name that he goes by. And I cannot think of it off the top of my head.
0: There, there was a there was a name his mother he was there was a name his mother named him, uh, and they don't. I think they mention it in passing because. Well, once- I mean, he
1: introduces himself to Ramonda and Shuri by that name, yeah. Because then he, that's where the whole piece of like the you know the his enemies refer to him as Namor, you know, the one without love, like, which is a whole weird but interesting take on the character because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he's an Atlantean. He's the first mutant. It's this whole thing. It's like, yeah. And it's, it was and that, very interesting take.
0: And this will be my last wild, crazy take or wild, wild thing. He is going to, his, his, they're all going to die. His entire kingdom's going to die. And you know why they're going to die? Because he's a mutant. And you know how they're going to find his kingdom is because, somebody's going to create the technology to find mutants and somebody's going to be like hey there's a mutant at the bottom of the ocean and then they're going to be like oh hey there's vibranium here and it's well i'm
1: i've been, i've saw like some articles speculating that thunderbolts could be the 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 movie that sets up mutants in the MCU mm-hmm. and crazy speculation will start tying your strings together you were talking about how val and the US government are getting all of this equipment together and Ms. Marvel, we had scanning technology that picked up a mutation in in, Kamala. Mm -hmm. It could tie all of that together and, you know, kind of start to, find these blips on on this radar of like oh there's mutants and what are what is this anomaly that we're we're seeing on the scanner so and then
0: and then you'll have the perfect opportunity for the power broker to be start collecting female mutants to be to try and harvest mutant growth hormone so then you'll have you'll have a drug out there that gives people random superpowers so it's it's there's a lot i mean i don't think it'll be that obvious but it's definitely setting up. There are a lot of I haven't been this excited about them setting up things in a while. So no. I I was definitely the moment the moment uh Riri was like, I made that scanner on a dare. Like, what do you mean they have my scanner? How did you get my scanner? Like the moment that happened, I was like, oh no. Oh, Val, Val, you're and then and then when Ross was just like, "Do you really think we need vibranium?" and she's like, "I want all of it. I think we should have all like her just being she's saying the quiet part out loud." And I'm just like, "Oh no. Everybody everybody's about to have a bad time." So <laughs> and America's going to kick it off. So I I honestly I honestly can't wait to see how how all this shakes out. It's it, it Like I said, it's set up a lot, and I'm a little bit terrified of Guardians 3, because if this one made me cry and grief has been the big bad this whole time, it's not going to end well. <laughs> well.
1: Technically, we're out of phase four, aren't we?
0: I I think, I
1: think Guardians is phase five, so technically grief isn't part of. Is it the necessarily tra- the theme?
0: Maybe it's their cousin tragedy. I don't know, but I'm I'm Marvel <laughs> Marvel has me on emotional guard again. It it, it brought it up with Wandavision and Spider Man No Way Home, and now I'm like getting to a safe spot, and I'm like mm-mm, no, mm-mm. my soul's gone back into the pocket dimension. I'm not bringing it out. I'm not bringing it back out. I will sit there stony faced. No, face for
1: sure for sure. But I mean, and, and you're definitely right because I mean, I know that, um, rockets life and being, um uh, uh, experimented on by the high evolutionary, like that's a major part of the film. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be one that's going to, going to want to tug on those heartstrings again. Uh, but before, like, before we start getting ready to wrap this up in wild speculation and all that, um, aneka and okoye like the two of them cohabitating by the end of the film like that was adorable <laughs> and, and we don't always get to see a lot of that soft warm side of okoye so to yeah. see that in the film
2: no it was like, uh, aneko and ayo yeah it was aneka oh ayo. And ayo. I'm, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry yeah yeah yes my apologies. My apologies. Because <laughs> Akoye uh, is married to, uh, the river what's his name? Stream. Yeah. From, uh, uh get out. Wakabi. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, I listen for a second. I just thought that she left him. He's in jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: She got to keep the war rhinos <laughs> and, and <laughs> found herself a new love. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. You're right. My apologies. Um, uh, io and and aneka which wasn't a lot but again there there are pieces and to see things like this where it's just a part of their their being and who they are and and to see that you know the kiss on the head like
0: it's so like
1: i love it like it's it was great it was great to see and and you know I BJ can speak to this obviously better than I can but when it is it is such a a a film that is so centered on the culture and blackness and and being and and just being that person the black community has a lot of a lot of times it's very difficult to incorporate the those types of of displays of affection, those types of, of, of being. So to see a, 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 world, a country, an environment where that's just, that's who they are. And that's a piece of it. It's so, it was phenomenal to see. It's just, it's great. Yeah. So let's, uh, I, I know you've thrown out some wild conjecture, but are there any other wild speculations or, where you see things going that you have not brought up yet, BJ?
0: Um, one thing I'm going to find absolutely hilarious is the fact that Shuri, since she is no longer, um, uh, she's not taking up the mantle of queen. And it looks like Mbaku will be king of Wakanda, which honestly is the best thing for the country because everybody the more said everybody's going to come after wakanda everybody's going to blame them for everything everybody's going to come after them and umbaku is more than willing to be like yeah yeah i want i want them to so i think what's going to wind up happening is that shuri shuri will do what t'challa did and she's going to travel she's she's met her nephew um, she's realized her family is bigger than she thought it was she's she's more supported she's not alone but I think she's also like Killmonger. She's going to keep an eye on people. And she, if she's not a sanctioned ruler of a country, she's pretty much free to act up all the fuck she wants. So uh, I think, I think uh, all the other countries are going to have an even worse time than when Ramonda was like, here's your bin try this again and see how it works out for you. Uh, I think there, I think, I think people will uh, like countries will come for Wakanda, but they're going to have a very, very bad time, which is going to push them further in trying to gain more technology and power to try and rival Wakanda. So, like I said, I think that's definitely is going to be interesting. And that's something that's definitely going to happen.
1: Uh, And I, I, didn't mention this before my my only other part that I, I didn't love I get it because we're on a time constraint but I felt like uh, not Riri Shuri's process through grief and her acceptance and her her coming to terms happened really quickly yeah I know that there can be breakthroughs like that But they had her spend so much of the film grieving, kind of pushing everybody away, being closed off. And then it was like, all of a sudden, okay, now she's going to let Namor live. Like, it just felt very rushed. I almost would have liked to see her kind of step away from it. And and step away from being the, the Black Panther at that point and just being like needing to process and grieve. And I guess... We kind of get, she doesn't step away from it, but, but we start to see that with her going to see, um, you know, her, the, the nephew she didn't know that she had. And then we get the, you know, Rihanna's lift me up to I'll cry to at the end of it when she sits <laughs> on the beach, you know. It, it just, it felt a little rushed. In a film that explored so much, it felt like that turn just was a little too quick for me. Um, that was the only other piece that I wanted to, to bring up and, and, and kind of throw out there as well. Um, I, I don't really have any wild speculation on this one. We've, we've touched on kind of the things that I, I know about and I I can think of, but I, I am excited to see what they do with all of this. It, It definitely was a film that, that made me want to see more for sure. Eric, any wild speculation or conjecture from you on uh, either the Black Panther universe or the MCU, MCU as a whole?
2: Um, no, I can't think of anything. I was going to maybe throw out that maybe Kang's origin could have come f- was he was a Wakandan, but After, and I guess it still could be, but after seeing Ant-Man, the after credits for Ant-Man, I would say no. Um, But yeah, that would be interesting. It
1: would be. And and especially because, um, oh god, I can't, I want to call it like intergalactic Wakanda, but I know that's not, not what it is. There was a series where Wakanda, like, Sets up a space colony, so yeah. it, there, like there are things <clears> that you could try to like tie in with that, and technically, I mean these are variants of Kang, because you know we have Rama Tut who's apparently going to be introduced into the MCU officially, not just an Easter egg on the back of uh, somebody's jacket in Moon Knight. So there are some things that are are coming along the way, but yeah, I like, mean I've could seen him. something,
2: yeah, I've seen him. Wait, who what? You haven't seen Quantum Mania yet, have you?
1: He did, yeah. Was Ramatut in the in the the, the stadium?
2: Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, he was walking around was with he? the other two. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the ones talking. Was he?
1: Hmm. Shows you how much that movie stuck with me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wasn't my favorite. Just <laughs> throw that review in here at the end of the, the Black Panther uh Microsoft wasn't well, it was okay i didn't love it though uh and i'm so mad that they killed kang the conqueror what the fuck like i know there's other variants i get that i and i but how do you kill kang
0: well not technically because that that um post that other post credit scene
2: you so know,
0: that 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 um the one that was talking at the the world's fair thing that is actually a moniker that that the conqueror goes by, so he may have actually gotten, been able to get out. He's just further back in time and can't do anything. He lost all of his technology and everything, so he's trying to get help. So that I mean,
1: these are all monikers that Kang has gone by.
0: Like, yeah. So I mean, but but specifically the conqueror, the one that they dealt with, I, I believe that was actually yeah. him. That was actually that one. Um, I'm
1: gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go to the new Rockstars YouTube channel and have uh, Eric Voss explain to me the
2: post-credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> Claude- it could yeah. also be where if Loki encounters the Conqueror, like obviously happened at the end of the end credit scene, that could have been before he became the Conqueror. Uh huh. And Loki and um, what's his name? Owen. Morbius Do something to Morbius? branch off a. Pe- yeah, branch yeah. off a path that he doesn't get stuck in the quantum realm. And yeah. so you still have the Conqueror out there.
1: Well, cause, well the thing is, they're in a different... Their, their entire timeline got shifted because mm-hmm. of Sophie killing He Who Remains. Because when yeah. they went back to the TVA, that was all now Kangified. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. They have a lot of balls in the air. And obviously we know that we've got secret wars. We've got the Kang dynasty. We've got all of this stuff. So it's not like it's going to, they're going to try to wrap this up in a film. So hopefully so far, they've done a good job at telling these long form stories. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep the faith and, uh, keep seeing these movies and we'll see what happens. All right. Before we wrap this up, um, Thank you to everybody listening. We appreciate your support and uh, li- listening to us ramble on for you know hours on end about nerdy, geeky pop culture stuff, uh, especially when I start talking about things like um, you know a million little things, which is in the middle of its final season and I'm still loving it. But anyway, uh, we appreciate you. Check out our website flameonshow.com. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show. And uh, yeah, we thank you so much for your support. All right, boys, before we go, let's get flame ratings for Black Panther, Wakanda forever.
2: Eric, let's start with you. Um, I'm trying to remember what I gave Black Panther. Um, God, I
1: that was how many years ago now? Almost five years ago.
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll give it, uh, four and a quarter still really really good ice but i prefer the first one to this one
1: understandable understandable i will also give it four and a quarter i was gonna give it four and a half but i don't know i i, I think i will say four and a quarter but know in my heart that it, it fluctuates somewhere between a four and a quarter and four and a half And saving him for the end because he has led us in so much uh, of this discussion and this conversation (laughs) today, BJ, what is your flame rating for black Panther Wakanda forever?
0: Five out of five, baby.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Well, I'm glad that we finally got to talk about this. Uh, Brian said that he loved the music. (laughs) That, That was one of his big takeaways. One thing that we didn't really talk about all that much. Um, he, he was going to be on this recording with us, but had something come up and was not able to make it. So I wanted to at least interject some of his thought into uh, into that as well. But we appreciate you all listening. I appreciate you, uh, you guys talking Black Panther with me. And we will be back in two weeks with another pop culture roundup. So until next time, bye, bitches. Bye.